in. So if you do have children that need toys, there are some there. Our communications this week. Next week will be our community Sundays. So we won't be meeting in church, so don't come to church. But if your groups are having any activities, please join in with them. If you're not in a community group and you would like to do something or join something, please speak to Anne and I afterwards and then we can fix you up with, with that. Also, it's going to be the baptism next week of Josiah, Adair and Juliet's little boy. And they're very keen that because we've not been able to get together as a church family, that anybody can come. So that's at three o'clock next Sunday in this church. So if you're around and you feel you want to come and see Josiah be baptised, please come to that. And one final thing, we don't um, go around with a plate in our church. Um, we want you to come and just be a part of us. But if you have a burning desire to give anything, outside there is a plate that's very high tech and you can tap your card on it. Um, just check what you're going to tap it's not five thousand pounds but we'd love that um, but you can tap it so what i say is after the service when you're having your coffee you can have a chat and a tap there we go so anne's just going to uh, bring us some bands of marriage happy easter lovely to see you this morning we've got two um uh, couples to publish the bands of marriage this morning wedding season is getting underway I publish the bands of marriage between Mark Lancashire, divorced of St. Stephen's Canley Parish, and of Jennifer Edgar, single of, also of St. Stephen's Canley Parish, and of Paul James Henry Coles, divorced of St. Stephen's Canley Parish, and of Colette Ann Ross, also divorced of St. Stephen's Canley Parish. This is for the first time of asking, if any of you know any reason in law why they may not marry each other, you are to declare it. And we just pray this morning for these two couples. Lord Jesus, we pray for Mark and Jennifer and for Paul and Colette. We pray that you would be with them this morning. We thank you for their, their wedding days that are coming up. We pray that you would be at the center of their wedding preparations and of their marriage and we pray that you would bless them, especially today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I was just going to ask Will to put that picture back up. Just to say, isn't it great that the stones rolled away, Jesus is alive, and he goes to a garden first. And that is our garden at the back of church. So if you've never been to it, in what was called the church field, it's called the Garden of Hope. And that's how it is with a lovely big cross there. So if you want to wander around after with your coffee, have a look. But yes, Jesus has risen and he came to a garden. So now we're going to have our Easter greetings. So let's stand to do this. It's a joyous time, isn't it? So I am going to say to you, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Take a seat. Thank you. We're just going to spend a few moments actually 
um, in a time before we start our worship of bringing those things that we don't feel are right before God. So um, I'm just going to ask you to just spend a few moments in quiet and if there's anything that you think that is not right with God or you've done wrong or said wrong in the last week or so, then this is your opportunity today to um, acknowledge that Jesus died for us for those things and we can bring them to him. Um, I'm just looking for somebody, sorry, before we say that. Michelle? Okay, so as we sit quietly now, I'm going to get Michelle to say this poem as a refre reflection on the, on the journey that Jesus took to become our saviour. cross of bearing, the cross of being nailed to a tree in agony for you and me. The cross of burdens, brokenness breaking bread in remembrance, shedding blood, wine in the cup in remembrance. The lightness of the palm in hand, the heaviness of the cross and body. The uplifting and waving of the coming king, Hosanna. The drowning shouts to crucify our Lord upon the cross. The price of sin, the cost of falling short, the pain of bloodshed, of breath taken away. The grief of death, of loss in a pause of pain, reaching and suffocating. Darkness descending. Darkness descending, tomb of silent cold. Waiting, waiting, waiting. The awakening of the emptiness of the tomb, body gone, spirit of resurrection, resounding and shakeable, shock and joy in the garden, in the walking in the room from limit to limitless, from existence to eternity, Thank you, Lord, beyond words for love given for me, for all. Amen. So as we sit there now, still in an, an attitude of prayer, may God the Father forgive us for our wrongs. May he strengthen us and renew us to do his will and to give us joy to share his kingdom. Amen. So let's stand now and we're going to have some worship and Josh is going to lead us.
ground began to shake The stone was rolled away His perfect love could not be overcome Now death, where is your sting? A resurrected king To shake, the stone was rolled away. This perfect love could not be overcome. Now, death, where is your sting? A resurrected king has
to have our prayers now but we're going to have them from uh, different people and different parts of the church so if you just want to um, take an attitude of prayer and if the people that are praying would like to stand up and I will come to you with the microphone okay Lord, in you we have hope, resurrection hope, the promise of new and everlasting life. Today we pray for areas in the world that are in conflict, such as Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, and especially remembering those in Ukraine. We pray for those that are suffering or afraid, that they have a real sense and knowledge of your love and desire to care and protect them. We pray for world leaders that they may reach, reach out in solidarity to help those in need and work together to find ways to solve these conflicts. We bring before you leaders that have hardened their hearts and pray that goodness and mercy will break through in their lives. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. May we all walk in your ways so that peace and justice become a reality. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that we're able to celebrate today when Jesus rose again and defeated death for us. So that when our time comes, that we will be able to spend eternity with you. Father, please fill us afresh with the wonder and privilege we have in belonging to you because of Jesus and the importance of sharing this good news with those who don't know it. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for our new life at Easter. Thank you for our families and friends and for all the good things you will give to us. Help us to be kind and show love to other people like you showed to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, make me a blessing to those that I meet. Make me a blessing as I walk down the street.
Tanya to come up with her special friend. Yeah, if the children want to come and sit round here, because Anya's coming with a special friend. She might tell us what he's called when he gets here. Good morning, everybody. I'm Anya, and I'm coming to do the reading today. Um, and I brought my friend. This is George. Hi. Everyone say hi to George. Thank you. Happy Easter. They're very quiet, aren't they? Yes, they are, but that's fine, okay? Um, why are you dressed as a rabbit? Because it's Easter. Great, but you know Easter's not really about rabbits, don't you? Is it? Um, not sure. Oh. Okay, well, that wasn't going to last long anyway, was it? So shall we read this story and you can help a little bit? Okay. Are you going to be good? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, God's wonderful surprise. Jesus' friends were sad. They would never see their best friend again. How could this happen? Wasn't Jesus the rescuer? The king God had promised. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to end like that, was it? No, it wasn't. Whoever said anything about the end? Good point, George. Good point. Just before sunrise on the third day, God sent an earthquake. Thanks, George. Welcome. And an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it, and waited. At the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other women headed to the tomb to wash Caesar's body. The early morning sun slanted through the ancient olive trees, drops of dew glittering on leaves and grasses. Yeah, just like little tears everywhere. Very good, yeah, good insight, George, yeah. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path through the olive groves until they reached the tomb and immediately noticed something odd. Was it that the tomb was wide open? Exactly, so you do know more than you think. They peered through the opening into the dark tomb but wait, Jesus' body was gone. And something else. A shining man was there with clothes made from lightning. Like mine? I mean, they were probably white, but yours aren't particularly lightning, are they? No, good point. Don't be scared, the angel said. But they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. Ah! Thanks. The angel asked them, what are you doing here? This is a tomb, and tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt. And then the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a nightmare. The other women rushed home. But Mary stayed behind. How could it be true? Jesus was definitely dead. How could he be alive? Just then, Mary heard someone else in the garden Perhaps it's the gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. 
I don't know where Jesus is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right, wasn't it, George? Yeah, Jesus knew where she was, and then he found her. Exactly. Mary. Only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart thumping. She turned around. Let's say so. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming. But she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing. <gasps> Jesus! Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs shook her whole body. And all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold on to me later, Mary, Jesus said gently. And always be close to me. But now, go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast in all of her life. She felt like she could have run forever. Fast. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear, fresh air. And it seemed to her that morning, as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew. Almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. The trees, the tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, her heart. Was God really making everything sad come untrue? Yeah. Was he making even death come untrue? Yes, George. Mary couldn't wait to tell Jesus' friends. They won't believe it, she laughed. She was right, of course. So, does that make more sense now, George? Yes, thanks for letting me join in. You're really welcome. You're very well behaved. Thank you so much, George. It was really lovely to see you again, and thank you, Anya, for bringing him. It's really good to see you. You're very welcome to stay put or go to your seats whenever you like. That's fine. So, <clears throat> he is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus is the one who calls us and asks us to come and follow me. He's risen. He died, and he's risen, and he's risen to new life. And, um, I just love Easter. I don't know about you, but I love Easter. Um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> That's why you're here. Because for some people, you know, most families, let's face it, it's all about Christmas, isn't it? And it's all really exciting and loads of presents, and it's all about Christmas. But actually, for Christians, it's Easter. Easter is the real deal, isn't it? Because Jesus had to be born, but why was he born? He came so that he could die on the cross for us and that he would be come to new life, resurrection life, so that we can have new life too, so that he could put to death all the bad stuff, all the sin, the shame, the sadness, just as George was saying in the story. So I don't know about you, but friends of ours, they don't send Christmas cards, they send Easter cards, not at Christmas. They do wait to Easter. And we also do Christmas, uh, Easter presents. It's Easter is the time to celebrate and to say, He's alive. He's not dead. He's alive. It's fantastic news. And this Lent, I've been thinking about new life and about uh, what that means. Um, I don't know whether you're like me, and actually maybe you can tell somebody next to you whether or not you're like me. What is it that you look for in spring? Um, what do you find yourself just going, oh, I just want to see the first 
so for me, it's always the first snowdrop. I'm really excited the day I see the first snowdrop. I uh, do a lot of dog walking, so I get a chance to find them. I know exactly where they are near me. Um, and then when it comes to lambs, when I drive to my parents to care for dad, I, I'm always looking for that first lamb. I, the smaller, the better. I just love little lambs. So just spend um, 30 seconds. Just tell the person next to you, what do you like? What's your favorite thing in spring? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Great. So, um, maybe, uh, well, I just wonder, there might be some people here who actually that doesn't do it for them. I, I mean, we're not all the same, are we? And actually, although it's lovely to have, it, would it be better if I move away from that one? Is that probably? Um, maybe some. For some of you, actually, you find new things quite difficult. And I must admit, sometimes I do find new things quite difficult. Um, I don't want new, I want the old, and I'm scared of new things. Um, and this is possibly, I think it was, wasn't it, how it was for some of the people in Jerusalem that first Easter. Um, the crowd were all excited. We had it last week. We were celebrating Palm Sunday, making palm leaves and waving them and saying, Bless Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The new has arrived. Oh, the Messiah's arrived. And they were getting all excited, weren't they? Um, but then we know that possibly some of the same crowd, just a few days later, were then turned against Jesus. They'd welcomed Jesus as king, and then they turned against him and weren't were kind of, this isn't quite how we expected. You weren't on a white stallion, you were on a donkey. Something's not quite what we were hoping. And it sort of changed, didn't it? Perhaps we don't want the new after all. This is not quite what we were after. And, um, and the crowd that were rejoicing turned into the crowd that are saying, crucify him. And that means the most terrible, terrible death, doesn't it? They didn't want things to be new. After all, they, they didn't want Jesus. They wanted things to stay the same. But for us, Easter is the most incredible day. The old has gone, the new has come. Winter has passed, spring has come, new life, and it's, it, it's, everything is different. Everything is different because that tomb was empty. That life that was weighed down by sin and shame and death has gone. Jesus has destroyed death itself. And this resurrection life, this new life, it's for all of us. This new life, life to the full, it's here for now. And we have it with Jesus, it for eternity, but for today. I'll never forget being at an Easter service with my sister when I had really small children, like quite a lot of you have here. And um, we were in a church, a little village church in Devon. And the vicar said, oh, life's going to be amazing in heaven. It's going to be so full. It's going to be so busy. It's gonna... And my sister and I both had small children. We probably had 
six hours sleep between us that night. We were exhausted. And we said to each other, we were banking on a rest when we got to heaven. <laughs> we were like, you, know, you clearly haven't got a baby keeping you up at night. We were banking for rest. But life to the full, that's life living with Jesus. That's, that's life that we can have now with him. That means he's with us when we're exhausted in the middle of the night feeding our babies. He's with us in everything and is there to be part of our lives. We've got this amazing gift, amazing grace in, indeed. And today, there's new, new life happening over at St. Stephen's as we speak. They're having a baptism for, um, is it seven? One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people are being baptized at St. Stephen's. So quite a few people are over at St. Stephen's this morning. So we're going to just take a moment to just pray for them right now as they are being baptized and give thanks and pray for them as they go into the water and come out of the water and start their new life as baptized believers of Jesus with that new call to live for Jesus. And maybe you'd want to just pause for a second and just think about your own baptism and Jesus asking you to follow him and your response to him or your parents' response to him. I'm going to just pray now for those people. Father God, we thank you for Jenny and for her children, Melody, Poppy, Megan and Winter, and we pray for Emily and her son Moses and daughter Athena. We thank you that they have responded to your call. They've turned to you. They're accepting you, Jesus, into their hearts and lives. And they're being baptized today as an outward sign of their faith and obedience to you. Lord Jesus, may they know you with them right now. And may they know your delight in them. Holy Spirit, come upon them, we pray and all those sharing that moment with them at St. Stephen's. And we thank you for our own baptism day and the call that you have on our lives. And if we haven't been baptized yet, Lord, we pray that we would get to that point where you would call us and ask us to, to declare our love for you and your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're just gonna quickly recap the story of this incredible week. We had Jesus on a donkey in, um, riding into Jerusalem. As we say, not the king they were expecting, but humble. And he, what did he do? He overthrew the, the temple, the marketplace in the temple, reminding the people that it was God's house of prayer. And then he met with his chosen, his followers, didn't he? And he washed their feet in an act of humility. He, he, their leader, washed the feet of those that followed him. And then he ate and he shared with them the meal that he shares with us that we'll be having later on. He reminds, he tells them about what's about to happen. They didn't understand what was about to happen. But he tells them that when they eat the bread and drink the cup, they are to remember him. And it was part their Passover meal. And everybody in Jerusalem was remembering, they were there gathered to remember that first Passover, the way God had saved his people. They were all in a time of remembering, and this is when God um, sacrificed his son for us. The people in Jerusalem would have been saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. And here they had Jesus the Messiah going to save them and us through his death. His sacrifice, when we sang of the Lamb, hallelujah, praise God for the Lamb. Jesus was the Passover Lamb that God sent to be sacrificed 
for them, for you, for me. He showed them how they should be, how life with him is supposed to be, how to love each other, how to put each other's needs above their own, how to lay down your life for your friends. He was betrayed and arrested. He was put on trial. He was condemned. He was mocked. He was beaten. We've got the crown of thorns at the top of the cross. And he was put to death and crucified. And then the body was put in a tomb when he had died before the Sabbath started for that Easter Saturday that we never know quite what to do with, that sort of waiting. But it didn't end there, did it? The Sabbath came and Jesus' disciples had to stay put. They couldn't go anywhere. They would have been devastated, wouldn't they? They would just be thinking, well, what was all that about? What, what, what did it mean? And we had in the story, didn't we, the women who came to the tomb. And they came because they hadn't anointed the body for burial. The body had gone to the tomb and they were very upset about that, that it hadn't been dealt with properly in the custom. And they said to themselves, when we can get back to the body, we're going to go and sort that out and make it right. But when they got there, it wasn't what they were expecting. The stone was rolled away. I wonder at what point they noticed all was not well. What happened? Who did this? Where's Jesus? Where have you taken my Lord, said Mary. And she talked to the man, and she thought he was the gardener. And Jesus said, how did he say it? <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Mary. She knew that voice. She knew her shepherd. Jesus, he's alive. He's right there with her. He was dead, and now he's alive. Go and tell the others, he said. Go and tell them. Mary didn't know exactly what it meant, I'm sure. I mean, this was massive. But what she did know was everything was different. This was new. This was, they were in a completely different era. New life. New resurrected life, new possibilities. What had been impossible was right here in front of her, was now possible. And as Jesus said to his earlier disciples, in order to grow a plant, the seed has to die and then bring about new life. And we know that Jesus rejected, was rejected by the world and he still is today everything that he, that he stands for. But we know that he brought a new way of life for us, to have a new life with God. We had that verse, didn't we, in our, in our prayers. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. And anyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. And God didn't send his son to condemn the world. He sent his son to save the world through him. So how are we going to respond today? How are we going to respond to this good news that we may have heard many times and we may have not heard, never had the penny drop before? What's God saying and what are we going to do about it? That's what we always say in this church. What's God saying today, this Easter Sunday? What do we need to bring to Jesus today What in our lives? Maybe something in our lives needs to die. Old attitudes, old 
prejudice, old sort of feelings of fear or worry, things that just are there that needs to be finished, that need to die so that we can allow Jesus in, our selfishness, our anger. What do we need Jesus to bring to new life by the Holy Spirit living in us, Jesus living in us? It's not just a story, a good Bible story. I tell you what, it is a brilliant Bible story in the story that's this version. So if you've got children, this is a wonderful version that George particularly likes um, that he read to us from, the Jesus storybook. But it's not just a storybook, is it? It's the truth about my life, Jesus in me and Jesus in you and Jesus asking you about living life with him. I've had many times in my life when I've been despairing, over-anxious, overwhelmed by grief or shame, and I've been able to, unable to shift things on my own. And we, in our lives, you know, it's not all like this, is it? It's sort of up and down, and that's how it goes. And my experience of faith in Jesus is that have, there have been times when I've been sitting in church, and I've had a light bulb moment, or a prayer, or something that shifted things, and I can see, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I've been praying that prayer and he's moved me, moved me along into new life. And there are other times when it's been very gradual and I've been praying about something for a long time and gradually I've sensed that God is healing me and um, aching heart, whatever it is, he's been healing me and working in me. He's shown me in both times, the, the sort of sudden and the gradual, that he wants to be with me wherever I, ever I am at that moment, whatever it is that I'm going through or working working with. He's alive in me, he's active in me, he's changing me, and at my pace, he's not sort of forcing me, it's me responding to his, his call to new life, leaving that behind and seeing the new shoots of what he's doing. So when we invite Jesus into our lives, he brings about newness, a new perspective, a new ability, a new desire to change, to be more like him, and a new hope, a new hope that with him, nothing's impossible. We can always come back and say, I'm sorry. Can we try again? We see God at work in us because we are new creations in him, reborn. So let's just take a moment now before we come to communion. And communion's a fantastic time, isn't it? To just hear again what Jesus has done for us and to just bring before him those areas in life that perhaps we haven't brought to him for ever or for a long time and ask him to bring new life. He wants you to be fully alive in him. What's God asking of you? Your new calling. Jesus said, repent and believe. What's he asking you to turn away from? Maybe there's something you, you need to pray about again or you haven't for a long time. When Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even if they die. It's the new beginning with Jesus. Let's just have a moment quiet and then I'll pray before we... Lord Jesus, we thank you that you died to save us from our lives without you. 
We thank you that you took our guilt and our sin and our shame. Thank you that you considered me worth it. And I'm sorry when I forget, when I try to live without you and when I walk away. Holy Spirit, fill me again this day, this Easter day, with new hope, with your hope, your joy and your peace. Life with you, Jesus, life to the full. And may we know you alive in us this Easter. May we see what new life we have in you. We want to say yes to you, Jesus, today. Amen. And maybe you prayed, there's a shift for you today, and if you'd like to talk to Elaine or to me after the service, we'd love to talk to you if you want to have pray or talk about that. Um, do take the opportunity to have a look at the Easter garden that Elizabeth has done out in the foyer, and maybe even walk around the, the Garden of Hope and have a prayer. Just, just have an opportunity to, to meet with Jesus this morning. Amen. you reflecting on the service um, I just want to reinforce that if you've sat here today and you've heard things or you've never been to church before and you feel you want to say yes to Jesus today then just sit quietly and as we've been doing just bring before him those things that you're you feel are not right in your life and ask him to forgive you and to come into your life and he will and please just share that with us afterwards um, but it's your great chance today to just say yes to him. When Jesus appeared to his disciples, um, he always used to say, peace be with you. Um, and I'm sure like when the stone had been rolled away, I'm sure a lot of people are probably frightened when they see him and you want to hear, peace be with you. And we're going to share that now. So if you just stand up before we have communion, I think the words are going to come up on the overhead there. And I will say, and then you can respond. So, the risen Jesus came and stood among the disciples and said, Peace be with you. And they were glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Let's share this peace with one another. So if you've never done this before, just greet the person next to you or wander around. <laughs>
Yes, where's, where's Tatenda? I need to... The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Father, Lord of all creation. In your love, you've made us for yourself. When we turned away, you didn't reject us, but you came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ, you shared our life so that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night that he was betrayed at supper with his friends, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke it and he gave it to them, saying, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. And at the end of supper, he took the cup of wine and he gave you thanks and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, Send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink of these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. And now we give you thanks because in his victory over the grave a new age has dawned. The long reign of sin is ended. A broken world is being renewed and humanity is once again being made whole. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal voice song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. And we say from last week, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So as we sit, let's, let's pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. So we're going to serve communion at the, uh, distribute communion at the front of church today all together. Um, there's going to be, you're going to be directed to kind of go in a loop. Um, so we'll be coming down here and then back up there. Um, we've got gluten-free and we've got alcohol-free. So if you'd like either of those, please just ask us and we'll, we'll switch, um, make sure that you can get what, what you like this morning. Um, so if I could have, I think we've got one more, a couple more people to help distribute, that'd be wonderful. Jesus Cause I know you'll make a way And I don't always understand And I don't always get to see But I will believe it I will believe it You make mountains move You make giants fall
down to earth You will fight my enemies And this will end in victory And I will believe it Yes, I will believe it Cause you make mountains move You make giants fall You use songs of praise To shape fears and walls And I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt Giants fall. You use songs of praise to shake prayers and walls. And I will speak to my fear. I will preach to my doubt. But you will be faithful then. You will be faithful now. Cause you make mountains move. You make giants fall. Songs of praise to shake prayers and walls, and I will speak to my fear. I will preach to my doubt, and you will be faithful then.
<laughs> oh, Jesus didn't have any of this problem, did he? So, what we're going to do now is we're going to say a prayer together following having the communion, and the word will be on the screen. Okay, let's say together. Lord Jesus Christ, we have eaten the bread and drunk from the cup, and so once more proclaimed your death. Now let us go back to the world and proclaim your death there through the people we are and the lives we live. May we make known your love. May we show true compassion. May we make clear your grace and so bring about your kingdom in our lives until you come again. Amen. So we're going to sing now. The children might want to come to the front again and if they've got still shakers and we're going to sing... Oh, happy day. So what we're going to do, while we're singing, there's going to be some bowls passed round, and there'll be Easter eggs for everybody, adults as well as children, so do take an Easter egg and go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stand. And any kids, yeah, that aren't um, preoccupied by Easter eggs, which I think they already are, because I can't see any of them, are welcome to come to the front with instruments. history death is beaten you have rescued me sing it out Jesus is alive the empty cross the empty grave life eternal you have won the day shout it out Jesus is alive he's alive and oh happy day Happy day, you wash my sin away. And oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same. Forever I am changed. When I stand in that place. Free at last, meet him face to face. I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. Endless joy, perfect peace. Earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. He's alive. And oh, happy day, happy day. Wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, forever I am changed, 
the church and put all the flowers and done the arrangements here and on the cross and have a look at the garden outside so as we finish our service today a final prayer before we go out may the God of all hope fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in him so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with us and those we love and pray for this Easter day and always. Amen. Please sit and leave and go and help yourself to coffee and more eggs. <laughs>